Mike Claiborne of the Cardinal Network, and of course, the Joe West 5460 podcast joins us. Good morning, Claibs. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Everything's good. You know, one of my favorite players as a kid was Paul Krause, who is the all-time NFL interception leader. I liked those Vikings teams that went to four Super Bowls and didn't win one, and he was kind of a mainstay on the Purple People leaders. Which is one of the most underrated defenses the game has ever seen. Paul Krause has a record that will never, <clears throat> never be broken, 81 interceptions. I think Rod Woodson of modern day he was like in the 70s. And you look at guys now that are active, nobody's going to break that record. I think the two most safest records in the NFL, nobody's going to have 14 interceptions in 12 games like Dick Knight Train Lane. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody will have 81 interceptions in a career like Paul Krause. Clay's Purple People Eater is, People Eaters is one of the best nicknames in sports, no? No, there's no doubt. There's no <laughs> doubt. And, you know, you think about their front line of Jim Marshall, Alan Page, Carl Eller. Uh, I mean, they were, I mean, those, you know, and Jim Marshall should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's got a record, you know, I, Brett Favre broke his record in most consecutive games. But, you know, you look at what Alan Page is the first defensive tackle to, to be an MVP in the league. I mean, so they were, they were loaded, man. They, they just, that for some reason, they just couldn't win a Super Bowl. But that doesn't take away how good they were as a, as a unit. Hey, Clebs, let's switch gears a little bit and, and get into the, the Cardinals. Um, Milwaukee was eliminated from the playoffs, and, and that's one team that we know we're not going to face. Uh, is there a preference for you between the Padres and, um, and the Phillies that you would prefer to see in this, in this wild card round? I'd rather play the Pirates, but I understand they're not going to be eligible. So. I don't think they're going to make it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they got some work to do. Well, it looks like it's going to be Philadelphia. Um, and I think that's going to be an interesting matchup because – uh, Philadelphia, if you look at them statistically, they mirror the Cardinals in a lot of different categories. Uh, you know, they, they they strike out a little bit more. Cardinals walk a little bit more. Uh, both teams hit left-handed pitching extremely well. And ironically, Philadelphia has stolen more bases than the Cardinals. So we're going to see some, some good offense. Their pitching, probably not as good as the Cardinals right now. But, you know, uh, this is a team to be reckoned with. And, and I think the, the real story behind them, Rob Thompson – replaced Joe Girardi uh, during the season. So he's an interim manager, and he's been a lifer in that organization. So uh, you would think he may get the job for good because he got on the postseason. Claims, I was going to try to come up with a, a stat last night about how the Cardinals are incapable of manufacturing runs because they, they don't bunt. And then I went and looked at the stats, and the bottom three teams in terms of sacrifice hits this year are the Braves, who have none. The Braves have no bunts to sacrifice a guy, but it's the Braves, Dodgers, and Mets. So I can't really make a case <laughs> that uh, not being able to manufacture runs is going to hurt the Cardinals. You, you know what they decided to do? They said, screw bunting in spring training. Let's see how many more home runs we can get. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I think that they, just, they just eliminated bunting. You know, there, there's a time and place for it, but, you know, teams just don't do it enough where they feel like there's a win in, win in the situation. You know, personally speaking, I think I need to use every weapon I could, but, you know, there's a handful of guys who can still do it, and, you, you know, you just don't know who those guys are anymore. But, you know, if you can lay one down, man, especially with the shift these days, it's amazing what you can get done. And once you get a guy on base, then, you know, anything could happen.
Hey, Klaibs, uh, I, I think my uh, rotation is solidified in my mind. I got Quintana, Michaelis, and Flaherty. Uh, I think you saw Michaelis and, and Flair, uh, Quintana last night for that purpose of knowing that they were going to be your wild card starters. Who is your third guy, and 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 do you see it as, as Flaherty? I, we talked about Wayno probably not in there. Uh, Flaherty or, or uh, Montgomery? I think it's a combination of the two. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you can run both of them out there. Each of them can eat up three innings. And uh, then you turn it over to the bullpen. That's if you have to get to a game three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do, you know, you're in an all-hands-on-deck all mode anyway. But I think if you run those two out, lefty and righty, and two guys who, who strike people out, and, and Philadelphia is susceptible to the strikeout, hell, Kyle Schwaller has 199. Think about that, 199 strikeouts. So, um, you know, I, I like that. I would go with that combination compared to just saying, all right, you're our guy, uh, because I think they give you a couple of different looks. So I, I'd go with that combination of those two. This is a, a tough one, but I think it's realistic. Is it possible that we've seen the last of Adam Wainwright? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think we won't see him in this first round. I don't see how he, he – you know, the only way – you put him in the first round is if you put him in the bullpen because of his experience. If there's one thing the Cardinals lack is postseason bullpen experience. Uh, and we know what Wayno did, and obviously back in 2006, but bottom line is there needs to be a guy out there that can kind of make sure guys get it because the intensity level is going to be raised a little bit. But I don't see him getting a ball to, to start a game with. I, I would see him maybe in relief, Maybe. And then I think if you look at it that way, then you have to look at what matchups work. Because, you know, with the analytics in so such play these days, guys are looking for matchups and what have you done for me lately against the other guy. So maybe there's a matchup that, that Ali Marmo could put him in where, you know, he could be effective late in the ballgame. Hey, Klaibs, uh since August 10th, Albert Pujols has 17 home runs. He's tied with Aaron Judge. Uh, him be coming back this year, I, I don't think anyone expected that. What have you, what have you seen from him, and, and, and just how great has this been uh, for all of Cardinal fans? Well, it, it's been one of the greatest accomplishments I've seen. I don't think there's any doubt what he's done down the stretch. Uh, and you know what I think he did, Kerry? I think he really got back to trust in his hands a little bit more. Because, you know, he was getting himself out. The opposition wasn't getting him out. He was getting himself out, chasing sliders, out, out on his front foot too much on change-ups. And I think he just decided, look, I'm going to trust my hands here. I'm going to wait on it, and I'm going to do what I need to do. And, you know, he's hunting fastballs early. You know, a lot of these pitchers were like, well, I'm going to try and get him, get ahead in the count, throw him and get me over fastball. He was hunting that early, and he made some guys pay early in the count. But I really feel like more than anything else, he felt like, you know, they can't get me out on a heater. If I'm patient, I'll make sure they make a mistake throwing me a slider or a changeup, and I'll make them pay. Hey, Klaibs, there is obviously a lot going on with the baseball playoffs. We've got college football going. Hockey is starting up. College basketball is right around the corner. I know you guys have a lot going on with Klaibs online. Yeah, we do. Uh, we're going to have a lot of hockey coverage coming up here. We're going to make an announcement here in the next few days about our hockey coverage. Uh, we have Huddle Up with Howard Richards. We talk a lot of football on there. And, Kerry, we got to get you on there at some point, man, so we can shoot the breeze with you. Uh, the the two-man game with Rammer and uh, Matt Rocchio will be making its return down the road. And uh, I'm going to get into some more one-on-one visits with some people that I know around the sports world and the entertainment world. 
uh, that we'll have some fun with also. So we'll have plenty of uh, product uh, for our listeners and viewers to check out. Hey, one last thing. As a blues historian, did you look at their list of people for the Hall of Fame? You, uh, heck, you should be involved. You, okay, so who are you voting yeah. for? Um, well, you know what? I really wish they would have had three people that would have been on the ballot. I mean, I mean, you know, three people. But I'm going to go back old school. I'm going to go back to Glenn Hall. How Glenn Hall's not in Blues Hall of Fame or not part of this or not have a number retired is a mystery to me because uh, he really gave this organization a face of credibility. He and Jacques Plante, when they were an expansion team, uh, he gave them the real exposure that I think they readily they, they needed as far as credibility was concerned. So he would be my first pick. But I, I have a bunch of guys I think could be in there. Hey, Claves, I was at a dinner uh, last week with Howard and, and Mel Gray was there, uh, Willard Harrell um, and, and Johnny Rowland. And to be around those guys and hear their stories is, is always amazing. But I don't know how familiar you are with Willard, with, with Willard Harrell. Uh, he also does Ooh, the Willard. Wait a minute. Hold on, Gary. Gary, hold on. I knew Willard Harrell when he was Willard Harrell. Okay? <laughs> when Tony Dorsett came in the league, Willard Wu changed his name to Willard Harrell. Uh, <laughs> out, of Pacific, out of Pacific. He was so good they shut the program down out of Pacific. <laughs> well, had, had a great punt return. How about this story? I'll tell this one real quick. He's playing golf with Charles Barkley. And so they get into this thing about Willard playing in the NFL. So Willard pulls out his phone and shows him this one highlight that Howard Cosell had narrated. He had a punt return. And Charles just said, man, it's going to be a sad day when I have to pull my phone out to tell people I actually played. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Wu and I go way back. He, As a matter of fact, he's my insurance guy with State Farm. So, yeah, we have great history. Well, he, he does the sideline, making sure that your socks uh, are... Oh, he's, he, a, he's a police. He's he, a sideline. He's a fashion police for the NFL. Claves, yeah. he fined me $5,000 when we were playing here in St. Louis because my, I had too much white showing, and I didn't know. So... I agree. Listen, man. For some socks. <laughs> you know what? You know what? And from this point on, anytime you see Wu, he should be buying you dinner or something, man. He, I, he should be apologizing. I'm going to let him know that. The next time I see way him. Way too much. <laughs> way too much. Way too much. Flames, always good God, to have you with us. Thanks for the time. We appreciate right, it. Looking forward to talking soon. We'll see you guys soon. Take Appreciate care. it. That's Mike Claiborne, and it's always great to have Claibs with us. Of course, you can hear him on Cardinal Broadcast.